Hello, my Pilates lovers. Thank you for tuning in to All Things Pilates. I'm your host, Darian Gold. Each episode, you'll get to hear a new guest share his or her knowledge, insights, and experiences. Together, we explore the ongoing evolution of the Pilates method, as well as its connection to other modalities, such as gyrotonic, yoga, podiatry, and chiropractic. I now present to you the many aspects of this beautiful, complex, and life-affirming discipline. Today, my guest is the one and only Lolita San Miguel, who in 1958 met and began her studies with Mr. Pilates. In describing the impact the Pilates method had on her life, Lolita says, It was the beginning of a romance, and 60-plus years later, her love is just as strong, if not more so. Living in Puerto Rico, the dance bug caught Lolita early, at seven years old. By age 11, she was accepted to attend the summer courses at the School of American Ballet in New York City. Lolita was fortunate to have the best of both worlds as a high school student by attending the Performing Arts High School, a pioneer in combining the arts with a formal education. Lolita's dance career ran the gamut, from dancing with the Slavinska Franklin Ballet Company, traveling with the troupe in a bus around the country, often for single performances, to becoming a soloist for the Metropolitan Opera Ballet in 1954. Appearing at the Met gave Lolita a chance to share the stage with stars such as Maria Callas, Renata Tabaldi, and Joan Sutherland, just to name a few. Then in 1958, during a dance class, Lolita suffered a knee injury, and this accident led Lolita to Pilates, her true life's calling. Lolita is here to talk about her time with Mr. Pilates, her experiences as a professional dancer, choreographer, and artistic director, and her own Pilates programs, Lolita's Legacy, and Pilates Master Mentor Program. Calling in from beautiful Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, is Lolita San Miguel. Hello, Lolita. Hello, Darian, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us on All Things Pilates. Yes, my pleasure. Lolita, when you sustained your knee injury and your doctor suggested the Pilates method, and in particular, a student of Joseph Pilates named Corolla Trier, how long did it take for you to rehab your knee? Well, in 1958, when I was taking ballet class before uh, performance and I got hit accidentally behind the knee by the gentleman next to me, drew the knee out and I was taken to Dr. Jordan. He sent me to Corolla Trier. I I was uh, out for a month and incredibly I was back uh, dancing and, and I was back to work in a month. And, of course, during that time with Corolla, I really trained intensively. I did everything I was told for the knee. I rested it, the standard things. And uh, I used to go, well, when there was no swelling, I went 
every day, and if there was a bit of swelling, I went three times a week. But why do you think the doctor didn't recommend Mr. Pilates himself? I do not know. All I know, he never mentioned Mr. Pilates. He had a very good relationship with Carola Trier. Carola Trier used to treat all the dancers that were injured and went to him. Can you describe your first lesson with her? Well, my first lesson was eye-opener because even though the movements were nothing that were so weird or different for me, the apparatus certainly were. And when, from the moment I walked in, there were a lot of my classmates and a lot of the dancers from the city of New York, that I, my colleagues that I knew well, like Arthur Mitchell was there and Alvin Ailey. So I felt very much at home. Allegra Kent was there from the very beginning and my first lesson. And I uh, had no idea what these apparatus were going to do for me. All I know is the moment I started to work on them, they felt wonderful. And it was truly uh, love at first sight. My body enjoyed it very much. Did you notice a difference right away when you went back to dance class? Well, most certainly did. And uh, I have to tell you that I have done Pilates every day since I learned it. And whether it was part of my warm-up before uh, a rehearsal or uh, a performance, and I did notice the change in my body. And most of all, I noticed my body is not happy when it does not do it. Agreed. Did you notice if your Pilates training impacted your work as a choreographer or an artistic director? Well, it did. Number one, as a dancer, I was always uh, very inquisitive of whys. The whys were always intriguing to me. And the teachers that I had had, especially my Russian teachers, they were not very forthcoming with information. So therefore, I really didn't have anybody to answer my whys. And uh, the method did. I had answered a lot of my questions I had, which I was able to apply to myself in uh, breathing, in alignment, in so many of, of things, of technical things. And then I, I carried it on, of course, to as a teacher. I uh, integrated it. And I taught at Dance Theater of Harlem, and I taught at Clark Center for the Performing Arts. And I used to teach special classes at my alma mater and dance theater of Harlem and Ballet Hispanico so that uh, we always did mat before we went to the ballet bar. I wonder if this meant that very few dancers sustained any injuries. Well, all I know was that uh, when my company first came toward the, the United States, came to New York first, Jennifer Dunning, who gave us a wonderful review, did say to me, I think you have created some very strong dancers in such a short time. I said, yes. And she knew Pilates. And she said, I think a lot of the credit belongs to the Pilates method. And I said, that definitely is true. It cut the time of training because they created a different awareness and knowledge of their bodies. What's the story behind learning that not only was... Mr. Pilates alive and well, but he had a studio around the corner where you were learning from Corolla. Yes, that is very true. I started going to Corolla in 1958, and I kept going. 
not as often as I did, of course, for that month, where I practically lived there. She asked me when I was going to stop dancing if I would be interested in becoming an apprentice. And I had not thought of it, frankly. And I said, yes, but I, I would be interested. And there was a program from New York State Career Rehabilitation that would pay for my training in anything I chose. So when she asked that I uh, start going to her, and I apprenticed with her, and uh, I knew one thing, I was not interested in working for her. So in the studio, she had Kathy Grant as an assistant, as well as uh, Romana Krisanowska. And towards the end of my uh, apprenticeship, Kathy and I became very good friends. I went in the afternoon when it was Kathy's time to work. We became very good friends over the years. And when I said to her uh, one day out in the street, we were standing talking, and I said, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with this training other than integrate it into my teaching because I am not interested in working for Corolla. And she looked at me and she said, why don't you go to Joe?" I said, go to Joe's Joe who? <laughs> and she said, Joe Pilates. I said, Joe Pilates? I thought he was dead a long time ago. And uh, she said, oh, no, he's not dead. He's very much alive, and he's right here in the city, and he's like three blocks away from where we were standing. You know, I have to tell you, I was open-mouthed and shocked because certainly... Corolla did always mention Mr. Pilates with great reverence, and I assumed that she was German, he was German, they had met in Germany. She always mentioned the Isle of Man and the springs and all this, and so I assumed that he had eventually passed in Germany. She said, no, he's very much alive. She says, I've trained with him, and why don't you and I go there right now and ask him? to um, certify us. So I said, fine, let's go. We went. And what was that like? Uh, when we walked up to 939 8th Avenue, and Joe, uh, all his time in the States, was in the same studio, which uh, faced 8th Avenue, went up in the crickety steps of the building, which is still there, to the first floor, and there were two doors, and uh, Kathy knocked, and we entered into one door, and that was a living quarter, much to my surprise. There were beds, and uh, V-shaped beds. There was clothes, an electric frying pan, or electric cooking utensils. And standing in the middle of this was Clara in her little white uniform and shoes, and so she introduced me, and she told her we were there because we wanted to be certified by uh, uh, Mr. Pilates. And with that, and the door opened, and in he walked with tons of energy. I always say tsunami of energy. And Kathy said hello, and she introduced me, and she repeated what she had just said to Clara. And he said, certify, he didn't know exactly what we meant, what she meant. And she said, uh, turning to me, she said, uh, yes, Lolita was just certified by Corolla Trier. He looked at me and he sort of did axial elongation, grew three inches and <laughs> walked away. And I thought, oh, oh, I guess we're in trouble now. And uh, with that, he then asked for more explanation and what we meant. We told her about 
the course that was, he would be paid to train us, and that we would be there for 520 hours or more if he deemed necessary. We would be there every day and do whatever he, listening and working with him and do whatever he required of us. So he said, well, okay, and go get your papers. Obviously, we had to apply. So we did. And when we received the papers a month or two later, Christmas, we started our training. Kathy went in the morning before she went to Corolla. I went in the afternoon because it was a better schedule for me. What was it like to have a class with him? Well, you see, you never had a class. When you use the word class, I never had classes as such. I went in and I worked for four hours. I worked with whoever was there. I worked with Clara. I worked with Bob Seed, whom I liked very much, and I worked with Joe. There was another lady called Hannah Sakamirta there, but I rarely worked with her. To work with Joe was an experience because he didn't say much, but he also would get charged out of challenging me or making things a little harder. They would seem too easy. He'd say, well, now try it this way. <laughs> we would call, Kathy and I called that our playtime. We had a chance to play with Joe today. And of course, having a class with Clara was a totally different experience. Clara was very patient, which Joe never was. Clara was very tender, and she spoke less English than Joe. They both had wonderful tactile abilities, but uh, Clara used her hands more to express herself. Then Bob Seed was also a wonderful teacher to me. He gave me a lot. I'm very grateful to Bob Seed. So that was the experience, and it was a Really a group thing, not at Corolla's, but at Joe's. At Corolla, she was very selfish. She only allowed me, and she didn't allow anybody else to work with me. She was very fond of me, and she also used to give her accounts of my progress to Dr. Jordan on a regular basis. She liked opera, and therefore I could get her ticket for rehearsals and things, so we did have a a different type of communication. With all these experiences that you had, were they part of your motivation for developing your own certification program? I guess so, because I have never stopped learning. I believe in continued education. When the Pilates explosion, which let's say was the year 2000, after the trial in New York, There was truly an explosion of Pilates, and teachers were just hungry for uh, information, and they were hungry to learn the method. And then I had um, retired from my ballet company in the year 2005, and I had moved to Florida, so I started traveling internationally, which I do enjoy traveling. I was traveling with my husband who had also retired, and it was very enjoyable, and teaching internationally, mostly. And I did that. Uh, I was, uh, like, traveling 28 weeks out of the year, and it was fun, and then it got very exhausting. I then I thought of the mentor program, because there was really a, a call for it and a need for it. Are you saying that you went around the world to 
help teach this work and certify them, or you waited until you created this program? I did not certify anybody. I went around the world to teach teachers. Teachers mostly were the ones who were interested in learning more about Pilates. Can you explain what Lolita's legacy is? Yes. I had my mentor program. My Pilates Master Mentor Program is 160 hours. I do all of the teaching, and it's divided into four sessions, uh, 40 hours each, five sessions, uh, 40 hours each, no, four, sorry, four, and it covers everything as the master from soup to nuts, I say. That is the mentor program. After a few years of teaching my mentor program, my own uh, Disciples, which, which is what is the name they named themselves, Lolita's Disciples, kept asking me for manuals. My work with them, I did not have manuals. I was basically teaching teachers. I wasn't going to teach them how to do the hundred, even though I did. So I said, no, I don't, I, I don't do computer. And I, uh, my friends, I mean, Brent Anderson has a teacher training school, and so does Rail Sackowitz and some air balanced body. Why do you need me to have a teacher training? But they insisted, and that's how Lolita's legacy got started, in which they teach. It's a 500 hour program in which they do the teaching based on the manuals I wrote. Regarding the apparatus, what are your thoughts about all of the equipment companies that are available today? Well, I have worked with. Uh, Many equipment companies, especially when I travel, some are good and uh, some are excellent, some are uh, not uh, as good, and some are quite poor. I've had uh, equipment break while uh, I'm working on it. Myself, I uh, use balanced body in my studio, but I also have uh, three pieces of uh, grass equipment. My uh, Associate uh, was trained uh, by Romana, and she has grads equipment. She had three reformers and caddy and so on, and I bought a balanced body. We have 13 reformers, two Cadillacs, and 13 chairs. I usually, for my mentor program, only take 12, but I like having 12 of everything. I was told that Mr. Pilates and his brother made the apparatus themselves. Yes, that is very true. Only they made the apparatus. Joe had was always working on apparatus. He was always tweaking. We had, let's say, four or five reformers in the studio. Sometimes he would sell one and there would be four. Each one was a little bit different. I know that my favorite was number three, I called it. He was always making and uh, tweaking. He had a room, which is the one that caught fire, where he stored his equipment. He sold uh, some equipment, so he and his brother, Fred, were working always on equipment. No one else did equipment. Back then? Excuse me? Back then. While he was alive. Corolla's apparatus was his? From Joe's, yes. So was the apparatus that was at Henry Bendel's. So it was the apparatus that was at Bob Seed. Very interesting. We have a little time left. I'd like you to explain what Pilates Day is for us. Pilates Day was started by the Pilates Method Alliance. I believe it started like 15 years ago. 
And it was a celebration, a day to celebrate Joe and the, the person and the method. We really, truly needed to educate a public, and we needed to educate to attract people. And, but most of all, it's been a labor of education for all these years to acquaint the people with our method. So we came across Pilates Day, first weekend, first Saturday, or it couldn't be Sunday, too, first weekend of May. I celebrated it in Puerto Rico, and then when I came here, and in 2009, I went to Mönchengladbach. I went to Dusseldorf to teach a mentor program, and to a lady who called me and told me she was a single mother and could not travel to Florida, would I consider coming there? And when she told me she was 20 minutes away from Mönchengladbach, I said, I'll go in the condition that we celebrate in May every year, Pilates Day, where he was born. From the first time I went in 2009, I was very, very saddened and very shocked to find out that in Mönchengladbach, where I thought he would be a hero, no one knew who he was. And I said to my group, I said, we are going to make sure that uh, we establish something in Mönchengladbach and that his, the people in his town get to know who Joe was. Since I had to go there anyway several times a year for the program, I went to City Hall, I met the mayor and whatnot, and we convinced them to give us a place to place. I wanted a statue, but ended up settling on a plaque. They were not most cooperative. They were sort of, I guess, skeptical of the whole thing, maybe. They were starting to get all these uh, questions from people about Joseph Pilates. But in the archives, all it said, yes, that was that he was the second of nine children, and that uh, he was occupation was listed as brewer. And I knew Joe liked beer, but uh, I, <laughs> that was news to me. But I knew, did know that they earned a living any way they could. So we did our first one in uh, 2009, and that's when I uh, found out after class. I asked to speak to the people because I had over 100 people in this auditorium where Joe had boxed because his family had a boxing school. That's where I found out that they didn't know who Joe Pilates was. They came, it was a free class. Some had heard of me. Uh, there had been an article, and, but it was curiosity. So uh, every year at that point, we uh, used to have a conference and then go to his, his birthplace, right at his birth site, uh, where we placed the plaque, and the mayor of the town would come, and other officials, and my disciples would come. I got a lot of interest from my colleagues, and we would celebrate the Pilates Day. Lolita, yes. I'm so yes. sorry to interrupt. We are out of time. Please come back, and please tell us how people can get a hold of you right now. Very well. How do they get a hold of you, Lolita? Oh, yes. My uh, email is lolitapilates at yahoo.com. And they should go to my website, which is lolitapilates.com. 
Thank you so much, Lolita. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. A reminder to my listeners, I always post all things Pilates radio show interviews on my website by the following Tuesday. So if there's any time you aren't able to listen live Sunday online or on the radio for local listeners, you can always visit dariangold.com. Sunday is a great day to take time for yourself, to quiet your mind, and when you do, also, please lift your head, lift your spine, because they will lift your spirit. Have a wonderful week, everybody. 